Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, boy, this was a week to watch. Nina and Valentine's wedding goes up in smoke, Sasha finally reveals the truth, and Julian puts a chokehold on Brad that you would not believe. We're going to break it all down next. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Uh-oh, it's the time for the GH Report. Let's all choke out Brad, because he's a lion snake. <laughs> all right, folks, welcome to the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. This is the time here on the Sunday afternoon we decide, why not talk about what happened this last week in Port Charles? And that's what we're going to do right now. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and of course, hop in the chat, share your thoughts about anything we're talking about or anything you're passionate about that's happening in General Hospital these days. All right. And we're going to do a roll call. Joe Costanzo, Rena Sheen, Jerry Jacks, Barb P, Dr. Durr, uh, Pe- uh, Kelly Public Cover. Hey, girl. Hey. Dulamon, Loretta Johnson, Michael B, Stuart Pierce. Brittany Duran, Marlon Wallace, and Just Juju. Welcome, y'all. Welcome. Look at that. Welcome, everybody. Look at that. We're so excited to have you here. Now, boy, we really are. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened this week. We're going to dive deep in there. Before we go in deep, Carla, overall, what did you think of this week? Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I, was so, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. There were so many things that happened that I had been wanting to happen, so I was very excited for all of it. <laughs> I was there for all of it. <laughs> uh, it. It was it was fun. I mean, I guess we got to kick it off with. Uh, I think the biggest thing that happened is finally uh, Sasha reveals what the deal is with her and Nina. And of course, as always, it's got to happen right at the most important moment of Nina's life, her wedding. Well, you know, this is how I feel about that whole situation. I was kind of mad that Lulu was the one that did it, and I was kind of mad that. She overheard a con- this. I was mad that she overheard the conversation in the bathroom, and then didn't really wasn't didn't didn't take the time to clarify that what she heard was true before she blurted that out at the wedding. I'm like, and then Lulu does that, and it's always like, oh, I'm so sorry. B, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. You're not sorry. You're sorry, and you. Oh, yeah. Oh Lord, what was that? Oh, it's, you know, a little a uh, little hot excitement there in the studio. Ooh, little- that was. Yeah. So uh, okay. Um, you're sorry and you're sad. I was like, well, all right then. <laughs> that, was, that was real special. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but um, she uh, she blurted it out, and then I love Nina was like, this is a mess right here. Why are you saying this? Why are you doing this? Go ahead, Sasha. Tell them. And poor little Sasha. Like Sasha and Michael had it all planned out how they were going to break the news to Nina, and they had their little plan, and then their little plan was thwarted, and it was just jacked up. And I just, <laughs> I, I just felt their pain. I just really felt their pain. I did. And I have to say, the young lady that's playing Sasha, she's really, really good because the look on her face, like I, I, 
I couldn't I couldn't decipher that she was acting like I really felt her heartache in that moment for for having been deceitful for as long as she had been. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh you know, it's one of those where somebody uh has got to tell somebody the most important this super important news, which legitimately is important news for them to have. Mm-hmm. Uh and yet that other person's like I can't be. Why are you bothering me right now? Why are you bothering me? And that went on for so many scenes of yeah. Luke, like I've got to talk to Nina right now. Yeah, but this and this is the other thing that I'm not having about that situation. Like, I hate the fact that they took Charlotte out of the room when they were like, "Oh, this is for grownups," and they took her out of the room so that she wouldn't hear it. Yeah. So we get so many times of Lulu desperately trying to talk to Nina, and Nina. Uh, I mean, I guess Nina <laughs> just shuts her down. <laughs> I mean, certainly they have a you know a conflicted uh, you know complicated backstory. Uh, you know their uh, animosity, which turned into at least uh, acceptance that they had both Charlotte and their lives. To, it seemed like at least the beginnings of at least uh, an understanding, if not at least tentative friendship between the two of them. So if yeah, they had calmed down for a minute, yeah. which was nice. So if you were in Nina's shoes and somebody like Lulu that in your life came over and was adamant to speak to you before a big event in your life, would you take the time out to, to listen to what they have to say? Or would you be more like Nina? It's like, just wait. Just wait. Okay. So me personally, I probably would take the time to listen to what she had to say because if she's interrupting my wedding, it sure as hell better be important. Mm-hmm. But for the purposes of General Hospital and Nina, Nina... Knew, I think Nina innately, gutturally knew that whatever Lulu was going to say, it was going to stop her from getting married. She knew it. That's why she was like, why are you, why are you doing this? Because she knew. She knew in her heart of hearts that he was, you know, manipulating and had genetics. She knew it. She knew it. Because I feel like that is information that Nina should have. Even if, even, even if Nina doesn't want to believe it or want to hear it. I feel like she should have it before she gets married to this guy, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you don't want to be... Because then once you're married, like, that's a whole other situation to get unhitched. So, you know, I felt bad. I, I felt I felt bad for Nina. And Cynthia, Cynthia Watros did a wonderful job with that whole situation. You know, the way she, she kind of mini went off everybody in the church and went running out and then there was Jackson as the the knight in shining armor standing there because I always I think I said this back at the nurse's ball I always felt some kind of thing between her and Jax way back at the nurse's ball Mm -hmm. so it's nice to see that they're kind of toying with that and playing with that because even Jax was like looking like he was a little interested like there was that moment where he came out the next was it the next I think it might have been the next day yeah, because he gave her a phone. He came out the next day to give her to, to after he given her her phone and to see if she had left. And all he saw he saw on the sofa was the veil. And then he you could see him like had that panic like oh my gosh he's gone like like Cinderella yeah. gone with slipper. <laughs> it was kind of, it was funny but it wasn't. But yeah, uh, you know, and it was because Carly, you mentioned that in those scenes where they where they have child actors more often than not they find some way to get them out of the scene mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if it's because they don't trust <laughs> that child actors can seem to be invested in a scene that they're not actually having dialogue in or they just have to listen and react yeah because they get bored and those, especially a scene like that so as someone who's also an actress I know that General Hospital is shot with multiple cameras but it's considered a single camera show right so when it's considered a single camera show, those wedding scenes, they take 
hours to shoot. Like that that day of shooting just the part in the chapel, I'm sure that took like a whole day. I'm sure that took like a good 12 hours easily because they got to do a master shot of ev- of every segment of the script. Then they have to do close-ups on every single person that's talking. And it just takes a lot of time. So I'm sure knowing that Little kids get bored. Like they'll like for the first three or four hours, they'll be good. But then, you know, they get bored. They might fall asleep. They might want to play with a phone. You know, and you can't have a kid doing that while they're <laughs> acting on screen. So, I mean, no matter who they are. So, I think it was probably wise to get her up out of there and have her show her acting prowess elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> what I also love about wedding scenes, though, is that anytime they they show who's attending the wedding, and you see people that aren't that are just the extras for the day. <laughs> uh, and you're all, and you often wonder like how do they know Valentine? How do they know Nina? Like what? right? <laughs> There's one guy that right? had a very prominent spot in, on on the, the groom side. <laughs> I'm like who's this dude? <laughs> I've never seen him before, ever. Maybe he's a, a distant cousin. <laughs> it's like, does he work with Valentine? Or, like, what's his deal? Maybe he's a distant cousin on his mama's side. I don't know, Charlie. <laughs> All right. It's like, I'd almost rather have no extras than just have it be people in the cast. Because it's, uh, they, it used the, to it used to be that like yes. I remember back in the day back in the day day whenever they would have a wedding funeral whatever the situation was where it was where lots of people were required they usually brought in every recurring character every series regular like anybody that had anything to do with the soap was there and there weren't there were like a couple of extras sprinkled in like maybe five mm-hmm. but now they would just be filling up the whole chapel with people yeah and yeah I mean I guess if you had to look at it between the two of them. Valentine's uh, guest list much smaller than Nina's. I mean, Nina's got you know everybody that she knows from Crimson. I guess that maybe she's kind of striking a, a friendship with them. Valentine, I doubt he is. Like, <laughs> other than Peter August, I doubt he's got like any friends. No, no. Oh, and I, I wanted to bring this up too um, to flip it back real quick for for the children's situation. You are only able to work children on set for so many hours because of the Jackie Coogan rules and laws. Mm -hmm. Um, So they can work for so many hours and then they have to be released. You can't have them there. Because back in the day, you know, back in the MGM days and stuff, they would have children working all hours of the day and night and the parents wouldn't say anything because they, you know, most of these kids had parents that, that they weren't well off. So they were trying to get that money and they would work them to death like little workhorses. So Jackie Coogan who was one of the little rascals, he came in and he was like, yeah, no, we got to stop that. And he had he worked with the Screen Actors Guild to get a law passed, so they can't work children. I think they can I think they can legally work them for, I think it's somewhere between 8 to 10 hours, and then after that it's a wrap. And plus they've got schooling if they want to do it. Yeah, they have school. Well. And, that, and that little girl is definitely school age, so the one who plays Charlotte, so there's that. But yeah, the, the situation with the people in the church, I'm like, mm. Now, what was interesting about this is that as much as Nina, and I was always annoyed every time that Nina would go, uh, Sasha, my love, oh, you just say the word and you can end all this. I know. Like, when she oh, said that, yeah, I was like, yeah. Whatever. But my heart broke for Nina when Nina, when she looked at Sasha and realized Sasha was telling the truth, and she realized, and she 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 was like, but I was there when you were sick, when you were almost dying, and she's and she said that I felt really cared for, and I was like, <laughs> that might not have been the answer to that question, <laughs> like that might have not been the, the great answer to that comment, but she was like, and I felt really cared for, and I was just like, 
But then the whole situation takes a drastic turn when um so after everything blows up in the church and then everybody's yelling at everybody, Maxie's like, who knew? Did you know? Did you know? And then there's that whole situation where she keeps saying to Peter over and over and over again, I'm so glad you're not like that. Oh, girl, just you wait. Oh, yeah. Just you wait. Your world is about to blow up next. And this is the other thing that's making me laugh. They taking out all the all the bad guys in one fell swoop. They just <laughs> taking them all down. First it was Shiloh. Yep. Now, for, well, first it was Shiloh. Then it was uh, uh, Ryan. And now they about to take out Valentine. I'm like, oh, they just taking them down one by one. Ugh. It's <laughs> like dominoes. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, they've struck a really fine line because when in the storyline, because when Sasha tells Nina. There is enough. She never outrightly implicates Valentine or, or Liesel. And so Liesel immediately seizes on that little razor's edge that she can walk on where she of sees a she way does. to go through where she can still. Of course she does. She can maintain the lie and, uh, and still have being Nina's good graces. Yeah, but even that blew up in their face. I was like, mm. Uh, you know, kind of, sort of, but not really. But it was but, like, but Liesl, somebody that isn't she. I mean, Liesl don't give up. She like a dog with a bone. Oh, she will not she, tell you the truth. She will. She will never, never give up. But the thing is, with Liesl is that once she, once she peeped, you're right. Once she peeped at, she's like, oh, we can see our way out of it. And then Valentine's like, this is the thing that made me laugh. Valentine's dumb behind. It's like. Fool, you've already messed up, and now you' about to hatch another plan, another <laughs> lie, to conceal the lie. Have you not learned your lesson? Oh, and then she comes, and then she comes. Um, Nina comes back to the house, and she's in the wedding dress, and she's like, "Don't touch me, don't talk to me." And ja- and then um, uh, Valentine puts his hands on her, and Jax is like, "Um, what you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> Jax is already like step in and stomp on somebody. I'm like, oh, Jax, now you went from not caring about her at all to now. And then I thought about it. I'm like, Jax is is known for being drawn to broken people at their most vulnerable moment. He was like that with Carly. He was like that with Brenda. He was like that when he hooked up with Alexis for a split second. Mm-hmm. Like he's drawn to like broken people all the time. I'm really interested to see how, because there is going to be a relationship with Nina and and Jax. It is going to happen, which is great. I mean, that's what I'm excited about that they've kept Ingo around. Uh, is that now we can get him involved in storylines of his own? It doesn't have to be reactionary to whatever's going on with Carly and Sonny and Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. It can be yes, he's got a romance. Have his that, own storyline. Yeah. Yes, that is completely and, independent. And let me just say that. So somebody said Nail is still around. Yeah, they didn't take down all the criminals. They still got Nail and Ryan, but mm-hmm. Ryan is in jail, and so is Nail. So there's that. But what I also wanted to peep that I noticed was everybody seemed extremely tan this episode, this week. Of course. Everybody must have come back from a vacation or went to a beach or something because everybody had like a little orange glow about them. <laughs> I was like, I said, well, okay. Steve Burton was looking a little glowy. <laughs> Jasper Jacks was looking a little glowy. I'm like, all the, all the ones with the blue eyes and the brown hair came back looking a little glowy. I'm like, did they all go to the same beach? I'm, I just want to know. <laughs> Well, the interesting thing, especially with Sasha, because Michael kind of takes Sasha away after mm-hmm. uh, after everything kind of blows up in the church. And she's like, there's no reason for me to go back to Port Charles. And he's like, what about me? Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. He does say that once people find out why she did what she did, that people will think differently about her. Do you think, knowing what Sasha's reasons are, do you think that at least 
eases some of what she did or no? I think it's going to be a mixed bag. I think there's going to be some people that are going to be like, well, she had a reason. She had a pretty good reason for lying, but a lie is a lie. You know, there's never really a good reason to tell a lie straight up. You know what I mean? So there's going to be that. And then even Maxie was like, you know, not Maxie, but Peter was like, who are we to judge? (laughs) And he was right. Both of them have done much worse. (laughs) Very true. You know what I mean? But even Maxie was like, she said what I said, you know, at the end of the day, a lie is a lie. So... Uh, and we see at the end that Sasha does tell Le- uh, Nina one more lie, where she basically says it was it's all just on her, me, and it was the attorney, and the two of us did it. Uh, Valentine Dinette, and Liesl had nothing to do with it. I, I noticed that she did that, and Michael peeped it too, and he was like, "Really though?" He says, "You know," he said, "I'm not down with the lie, but I'm down for the reasoning behind the lie." Like I get it, and I'm like, "Okay, hold up, wait a minute." So. Why are you being so forgiving of Sasha and not so forgiving of Nell? Maybe because she tried to kill you? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like all of, Nia, all of uh, Nell's lies were always hurtful. And they were a way to hurt members of Michael's family and to, uh, yeah, and to separate him from the family. So he could just... But uh, again... A lie is a lie. Very so, true. so, so how, so how do you differentiate a good lie from a bad lie? I guess at the end of the day is the question. So Sasha, yeah, it's true. I mean, you would have felt better if Sasha would have come out at the end and said, "This is exactly what happened. Valentine did this. I did this. Yeah, this I'm like, since look, then. I would. Me personally, if I'm going down, everybody going down. I ain't going down by myself." So good for her that she was being all valiant and stuff. But I'm sorry. If you put, if somebody giving me money put me in that position and stopped me from telling the truth or kept convincing me not to tell the truth for whatever reason, then if I'm going down, if I'm going down in flames, everybody going down in flames. Well, I feel like she's, her guilt and her part in all of this has, I guess, made her want to take it all on herself. So, Because if she told Nina the, the full truth, mm-hmm. it basically just shatters her whole life. I mean, Valentine's gone. Liesl's gone. Well, that's true. So I, so the, I guess that's her being compassionate for Nina because she claims to love Nina so much. So with her saying she loves Nina so much, this is her way of trying to prove it. But still, you're still proving it with yet another lie. Like, y'all, come on now. Somebody got to cough up the coins and tell the truth. Like, at some point, somebody it's all going to come out in the wash. And I feel like that's going to come out sooner than later. Do you get mad again once Nina does? Because she'll find out what the real deal mm-hmm. is with Liesl and mm-hmm. Valentine's involvement. Mm-hmm. Does she get even more mad at Sasha for not telling her that right up front? Like, you lied to me. You said Nina. It's going to depend. It's going to depend on how much time passes between this big blow up and when the real truth comes out. Or if if all of her anger is going to be completely and solely directed at Valentine, which it should be. Because would, he's the one that set it in motion. Like, he is the one that set everything in motion. Ultimately, it's really his fault. Oh, for sure. He set everything in motion. He's the one that asked Curtis to find somebody that looked like Nina. He's the one that, that doctored the three tests, the DNA test. He's the one that convinced... Sasha to stay when she wanted to leave and then tried to get her to leave when she wanted to stay. Like, he's behind all of that. He's the one that told her don't say anything. Let me marry Nina. Let Nina have her happily ever after. Don't you want Nina to be happy? Ooh, and there was that moment, which brings me to this. There was that moment in the church where Sasha says, 
he just wanted you to be happy, and she does that slowly. She turns yeah, yeah. <laughs> step by step move. When Cynthia Watros turns around and she's like, "Just wants me to be happy." That sounds familiar. I wanted her to slap somebody. I was waiting for the haul off slap across the face for somebody, and they never got it. I I was like, "Is it going to get Sasha? Sasha that's going to get cracked? Is it going to be Valentine? Who is it going to be both? Nobody ever She'd got do like it. a Three Stooges thing and just." I wanted her to slap the hell out of somebody, and it never happened. I was so sad. I'm like, maybe they saving it for a better moment. So I'm like, I'm just going to sit back and lay in the cut and wait for them to save it for a better moment. But I was just like, I was talking to the TV screen. I was having way too much fun with General Hospital this week. I was getting my life. It was great. I mean, and the anger when she says to Valentine, Nina says to Valentine's like, you, you lied to me again. Yes. Like, how many... I'm just like this. After that fool lied to me the first time, he wouldn't. He would have seen my back for the rest of his life. Like, mm-mm. and we still have the bombshell. Even if by some, uh, you know, whatever kind of randomness of the universe that Valentine was able to skate his way through and patch things up with Nina, we still have the the, the fact that Claudette is still alive and just been <laughs> yeah, in hiding. And all of that's lurking. And when that happens, to have Nina find out that uh, for a third time, Valentine <laughs> was lied to. Like, you forget it. If you get it. Just the lurking of it all. And then and then there's the whole situation. We were talking about Charlotte earlier where everybody trying to figure out how to break it to Charlotte. And then in true soap opera fashion, mm-hmm. they walk in and they hear it being repeated out of Maxie's mouth. And then Sasha has to, you know, tell Charlotte what's going on. And poor I, the little girl playing Charlotte, she did her thing. She, she was did. She was really, that's a good little actress. She did her thing. And I was like... And then poor little Sasha was like, oh, I've I've messed up Nina and I've messed up Charlotte, which is why I think she made the decision to say what she said to Nina because she saw how much of a toll that took on Charlotte, how excited Charlotte was that Nina and her papa were getting married. And then when that didn't happen, you know, even for Charlotte, it it not only ruined Nina's happily ever after, but it ruined Charlotte's happily ever after, too. I was, uh, and I was curious because during that scene uh, at Kelly's, we see uh, Charlotte, uh, Lulu, and Laura. They're mm-hmm. all eating, and mm-hmm. you know, Charlotte's like, uh. mm-hmm. and I always like, <laughs> and I did like they always do the the little trope. Anytime they're at, like at a, at a scene at Kelly's or something, <laughs> oh, you know what? I think they might have your favorite cookies or blank or whatever. Why don't you go to get the kid out of the scene? Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, no, nope. Not. She was like, no, I don't I, want that. I, I was like. That. Yes. <laughs> I, I peeped that too. That was funny. And then we have. But, oh, I, my oh, thought go, last go that was that I never quite felt like I think I wanted a little bit more between Charlotte and Lulu as to uh, Charlotte was clearly hurt that this didn't happen, and and it was Lulu that kind of stopped, stepped up, and kind of got this whole ball rolling. But that I, I think I wanted a little bit more about was should, is Charlotte really mad at Lulu for stepping up and speaking up about all this? Did Lulu want to say, like, yeah, it's, it was important for me to tell the truth, and to, to, if I'm telling you to be honest, I've got to be honest. I think it's all of that. I think it's a ple- I think that poor little girl is going through a plethora of emotions. Because remember, there was that whole fight between who was her real mother? Was it Nina? Was it, was it Lulu? Like, there was all that drama going on, and now it's been established that Lulu is her biological mom, but Nina was her stepmom. But Nina was the one that lived with her on the day in and day out, and she would Lulu would only get her for a very finite period of time. So yeah, she's angry at Lulu. She's 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 angry, and she has misplaced anger because as a child she doesn't understand really and fully what just went down and how that really is ultimately going to affect her. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean the one thing, if, as much as Valentine is 
has done despicable things. I mean, you never doubt his true love for Charlotte. No, he loves Charlotte, and I feel like he I feel like he genuinely loves Nina too. But you cannot. When it comes to love, you can't manipulate and manufacture that. Like, it has to be what it is. And if you have consistently hurt somebody and put them in a place where they can't, you can only love somebody if you trust them. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, Once you stop trusting that person, it's a wrap. If you can't trust that person that you love, it's a wrap because there's nothing to hold the relationship together. There's not enough love in the world if there's no trust as a foundation. You know, well, I know relationship goals. Hey. Yeah, the one who's not in a relationship <laughs> talking about relationship goals, and then there's that. Um, let, speaking of relationships, let's talk about Ava going to see Ryan with that pack of letters. I was like, Miss Thing, she just can't get, she just can't stay out of that prison going to see Ryan. Like she genuinely is in love with this fool, and she doesn't know how to, she doesn't know how to grapple with those feelings. She doesn't know how to deal with those feelings, and. To his credit, even he was like, he says, look at you. You're a mess. You look tired. Your hand is jacked up. He's like, I'm the only one who truly understands you. And I hate to say it, but he kind of is. That's true. Because when he was talking about when he was posing as Kevin and they would have their sessions, I mean, he he saw her for who Ava was mm-hmm. and supported that mm-hmm. that kind of inner essence of Ava. Like, no one else has. Mm-hmm. And he says, he said, when, and he said that, he said, when we had our sessions, I encouraged you to, you know, embrace that side of you that's dark, that's, you know, your your true inner self. He was like, your current publicist, would, publicist, your current therapist would never do that. And he's like, and she's like, yeah, he. And he's like, he? <laughs> like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? You gonna come out and kill him? You in jail, fool. What you going to do? That was funny. And I still always like somebody that has lost a hand. And it's still... I mean, <laughs> oh, wait. That was my favorite part. <laughs> that was my favorite part. When he said... He, when he said something about her hand, he said, well, you got nothing on me in the hand department. I hollered. That made me laugh out loud. But it's, it is still 2019. And it's still like, that. you know, we still got to do this for this. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I can just tell you where you're, you're tucking your hand in your sleeve. I mean, like, that's can, it. Can we just give him a hook? Can we give him a prosthetic? Can we give him a, like, you know, uh, the fugitive, how he had, yes. like, a little, can we give him a little prosthetic action? But, yeah, that was funny. And then, and then of course... Ava can't get enough, so she goes. She goes from talking to Ryan's crazy behind to going to her brother, and then and then instigating and messing with her brother. Going, oh well, Kim's not really leaving town. Oh, were you really staying? Well, that means you free to mess with Alexis. And then there's Alexis in the door. He's like, oh, she's not interested. And there she is. I'm like, and and then he and then Alexis leaves, and then he's all, and then Ava's all. She didn't say she was in a relationship with him. She said she's not dating him. I'm like, Ava, why don't you mind your business and leave his alone? Ugh, why are you all yeah. up in his Kool-Aid and not knowing the flavor? Girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Uh, what I did like, though, at the end of the week, though, is that we do see Ava go to visit Nina. And they've had a, a, a incredibly contentious relationship. Yes. But to go there with a, uh, a bottle of booze, some scotch, and a, and a couple of shot glasses, and uh, to, to drink. Yes. And it is not about uh, basking in somebody's other's misery. No, but it, it was just to, to support each other. Yeah. yeah, that was actually a nice. That was a nice, nice scene. And then there, there was. Then we flipped back over to um, the craziness that is Drew. <laughs> that is Drew Kane, and we learned first, not first and foremost, but we learned eventually that. Um, through Robert Scorpio that his body has not been recovered so he could come back at any time because yeah. they didn't find any remains but he he delivers that news 
firsthand in person to Monica. Now, this is after Monica's had this conversation with Drew about how she was selfish in, in coming to him and wanting to know all about him and keep him around, blah, 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 blah. And she said that that was wrong. And she said she had done that before when she was dealing with Jason and he had his brain injury, blah, blah, blah. So they had this nice moment where they were bonding. And that was cool. And it was cool to see him be in a room with somebody and just have a conversation where he could actually smile and not be angry or kicking somebody out of the room or be pissed off because they weren't because rec- they were recognizing him as Franco and not Drew. That was actually a nice moment. I tell you, I can never get enough of scenes of uh, Monica talking to uh, uh, Jason or Drew. About- I love those scenes. They're so nice. Yes. And just trying to reconnect after yeah. a time apart. I I wish they would give her more screen time. I love yes. Leslie Charlson. She's great. Um, and so I like that, and I like where this seems to be going, because now that we know, as you're saying, Drew at least as the real Drew mm-hmm. off the campus right now, mm-hmm. I think will really impact how... Uh, when we see Kim and Fra- uh, Drew Franco's uh, lawyer approaches her, I think her uh, her willingness to Martin keep... Martin Gray. Yeah, Mar- I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Michael E. Knight, but I'm like, I think look. I'm, every time I see him, I'm like, Tad, what's up? <laughs> My boy Tad is back. Tad the cat. I'm so excited, Michael Knight. But this is a. And I, you know, Michael Knight on on all my children was very light and fluffy, and 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 um, very, you know, kind of. He was comical. He is so the Prince of Darkness on General Hospital right now. Like, everywhere he walks, it's just like a little black cloud with him, and you wonder what his deal is. I can't wait for the reveal to know what his real deal is and why he running around Port Charles scooping up clients, like the bad clients, too. I I mean, I don't necessarily say Kim is a bad client. She is. She's crazy as hell. She's... Okay, let's let's call a spade a spade. First of all, she's bopping somebody else's husband who, because he's just coming out of his face, out of his voice, I'm sorry, out of his mouth with stories of her and the person that she's lost. That is like Elizabeth said when Elizabeth had that scene with Scotty. This is Kim's pathetic attempt at trying to hold on to Oscar because Drew is connected to Oscar. She's still grieving. She's in the middle of a nervous breakdown. And if this little situation... With this court thing and this trial, because even 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 Franco as Drew says, I'm I'm nervous for you that you won't be able to handle the stress that this is going to take. She's like, Oh, I'm fine, Diva. No, you're not. You're not fine. You all hugged up on somebody else's husband. What are you doing? But I mean, for all we know, is that Franco's been erased and all that remains is just Drew. And I think Monica, if Drew's still alive. I don't think Monica would really be an obstacle to having Franco get go through the procedure that Elizabeth wants to put him through. But now that the but real Martin Drew is Gray gone, is up on it, though. Oh, yeah. He's but, trying to talk her into it. And I think she might be willing to listen because the real Drew is presumably dead. Mm. And this, if you erase this, that it's is done. truly losing this son. I mean, we finally close. And so to erase any chance of having your other son in your life, do you so quickly close that door? I don't know. That's a that's a good that's a really good question. So there's there's that, and then there's that whole. <laughs> I love how Elizabeth Elizabeth had me cracking up because homegirl was like, <laughs> she said, she told Scotty that she will allow him to use Kim's state of mind 
being Coco Loco yeah. as as a means to win the case by any means necessary. She said, because after all, this is war and all is fair. I'm like, well, all right then. Elizabeth is speaking up and she is she's hardcore. I'm kind of liking this Elizabeth. She's a little scrappy. Yeah. It's uh what I'm also curious about too is that we've got uh you know, we've got Peter just being more and more duplicitous now. So we Because he know he wrong. We know he's wrong and we know and he knows that Jason and Sam are getting wise to, to him, him and they getting close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he decides to throw one more monkey wrench because they find, which I thought, I was like, oh, what happened to this dum-dum that he hired uh, to get rid of Shiloh? He just he just kind of comes marching in and caught by the cops. This guy was terrible. I don't know where Peter bought him from, but he's awful. <laughs> he stinks. He can't hide. He can't kill. What can he do? He's messed up everything that he's wanted to do. And so now Peter does the one thing. It's like, all right, now you've got to just say that you were hired by Sam. And so, I mean, I don't think Jordan's buying that at all. No, Jordan Jordan, Jordan is a by-the-book cop. And she's like, if I have evidence and the evidence says that you did it, then I'm going by the evidence. When the evidence wasn't conclusive, she was like, okay, well, we got to drop the charges. And then here comes Mr. FBI and the, and the, the guy that was working with, with Shiloh and Peter. So I'm just like, y'all doing too much. It's a you know, there's international waters. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, "Really? What international waters? I I want, I need to know." In Port Charles, New York, where are the international waters? <laughs> Tell me, is it Canada? I need to know. Yeah, it was like, boy, you, it didn't seem like you guys got that far out on that boat before things, you know, went. You know south what I'm saying? I'm right. just like, y'all are doing way too much. Uh, <laughs> that was just way too much. And then there, and we talked about this briefly with Brad uh, in the opening, getting choked out by Julian because Julian had had enough. And frankly, I'm surprised Julian hadn't put his hands on him before then because he he when he threatened him, I'm like, oh, he must have forgot who he was talking to. Yeah, he was like, are you threatening me, Brad? And he was like. I mean, he threatened. He, I mean, he kind of got lippy with Liesel. Yeah, but what I like about getting lippy with Julian is Julian will, Julian will lay hands if you push him enough. Brad's getting a little scrappy. I'm like, dude, you're gonna end up dead. You better stop. <laughs> Just like, you, help, he had help. he had his hands around that neck. I was like, ur, 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 ur. yeah. And then here come Ava. I'm like, Ava, why are you all up in everybody? She in everybody's business in that episode. It's pure comedy. Well, and as for as much as Julian is trying to change his life, and you know he's doing that a lot with the help of Kim and for Kim. Uh, Brad is one person that's like, come on, you used to kill. You used to do all this. Just do it again. Just do it again. I know. I'm like, Brad, why are you, why are you trying to encourage people? And then he, and the thing about him is that he is encouraging people to do dirty work for him and then want to sit back and act like he doesn't have anything to do with it. Don't he know that when Lucas finds out that he's been running to his father every two seconds asking him to kill people, that it's going to be a wrap for him and Lucas? Doesn't he know that? Well, he'll just say, your dad tried to choke me. He was so mean to me. And when and when Nell asked him for a reference, I'm like, Nell is crazy. Is she all, she done lost her damn mind? How you gonna how you gonna ask somebody for a reference and you in jail? The same person who's trying to act like he don't know you, you gonna ask him to give you a reference? Ugh. What is wrong with you? Well, and, I mean, but it's got you know, she can blow up Brad's life, and she knows it. Even though she's like, oh, yeah. See, just, in situations like that, I just want Brad to blow up his own life so that she don't have nothing else over him. Just yeah. blow it up yourself. It's because, uh, But then when he does that, then that's going to be a whole nother situation. Because then you got the Corinthos, knowing that they got a grandchild lurking. A grandchild and a brand new baby on the way. It's just a lot going on. Ooh, that, Brad and Julian are going to be on the out. 
cute. It's going to be ugly. What I did like, though, speaking of uh, uh, parent-child uh, relationships, mm-hmm. though, is that there was that scene finally with uh, Jocelyn just telling the truth to Jax about mm-hmm. Dev. Mm-hmm. And I did like that. I liked like that scene, too. That yeah. was nice. You know, you got to be honest if, with your parents. Yeah. And then Dev freaking all out about it. I'm like, first of all, you done rolled up into a town attaching yourself to a family that is not your blood, and now you mad because the cat's out the bag? Boy, bye. <laughs> and I'm curious, because by the end of the week, Jack says, all right, he's going to go along with the story, because he clearly can't think of any alternative. But if he's... Sonny ain't having none of that, though. But he's not going to perjure himself, because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to risk getting deported. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, I mean, yeah. If... Because son, that's how Sonny got him deported before, so he's like, Mm-mm. and Sonny's... You can see the wheels turning in Sonny's head about how to get rid of Jack. He's been trying to figure out how to get rid of Jack since Jack's got there. I, I love it. I love it. I just he, he's, he's, he just can't wait. Him. And then, last but not least, Hayden and Curtis and Laura in this painting. Oh Lord, they're doing too much. And then Finn finally figuring out that she's lying to him, but he's trying to figure out what she's lying to him about. I I liked seeing Kevin back because it's been a little while, and I like seeing him kind of get back to what brought he and Laura together. Mm. Was you know doing in the a, house, yeah, yeah. Uh, cryptology babysitting, and, stuff. Yeah. and look at that painting, break it and all down, and it just so conveniently happens. That uh, they can find the secrets there in November on Spoon Island to you know to find out this find this codicil just so convenient yeah yeah, yeah. of and, course and Valentine of course says that he threw out this painting he didn't no he didn't oh, you knew the minute he said Valentine don't know how to tell the truth no, no. you knew the minute that came out of his mouth he lied <laughs> that's a lie it's like when does he ever like I don't even remember the last time Valentine told the truth about anything I think the only time he ever told the truth is anything dealing with Charlotte. Yes. But even then, he told Charlotte that Claudette, I mean, when Charlotte finds out that Claudette's still alive. That's going to be it. Like, you told me my mom has been dead for how long? That's going to be Oof. ugly. Uh, and we do, uh, you know, we, we kind of ended up here as where uh, I did like the conversation between uh, Chase and Finn about like, hey, hey, keep your Oh, yeah, they keep, had keep that straight. moment, too. Because, uh, you know, you're with Anna and it's great. So I mean, what you know? Keep steer clear. Yeah, of yeah. Stay, stay on the, stay on the beaten path, dude. Stay on the beaten path. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. When was the last time we saw Anna? I'm just saying, she's been on the longest vacation ever. I think it was what late April, beginning of May. I'm just saying, she. I don't think she's coming back. Nah, she's coming back. I mean, it'll be I mean, nice she's coming back. back, but when she come back, it's gonna be shenanigans with Finn because he would have hooked up with Hayden. Because every time they run into each other, there's that really awkward thing going on with yeah. them. So it's just a matter of time, yeah. and and she's probably gonna catch him. It's gonna, you know, you can, I could write these things. I mean, <laughs> it happens all the time. Her undercover lover. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Uh, our right, folks, uh, we're wrapping out. Uh, we're running out of time, so uh, we're, I think we're gonna have to call it for this episode of the yeah. GH Report. But as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat and sticking with us. Uh, one last roll call before we get out of here. Yeah, I want to thank. Let me go back to the top and get it down. Jerry Jacks, Annie Gone, Rena Sheen, Kelly Public Cover, Barb P, Doc, Dr. D.T. Durr. I guess that's how you pronounce your name. Uh, Tom Clev, Michael B, Marlon Wallace. Uh, I said Jerry Jacks. Stuart Pierce, Dulamon, Fantastic Family Adventures, Just Juju. And I think I got everybody. But, yeah, and Simone Francois. Thank y'all. Thank you so much. And if you want to stay in touch with either of us after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. And you can find me on Monday nights here at After Buzz with Dancing with the Stars and at 5 o'clock over at BHL 
doing the Curvy Critic with Carla Renata where I talk about all the latest film releases and I have a guest or two every once in a while too. Look at that. It's not me though, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, and, and Carla, if they want to uh, catch you doing something funny, what's some place they can catch you on Thursday nights? NBC Superstore, Thursday nights. Oh, I love it. And if they wanted to see what you were up to last week in Chicago, what's the most place to find that out? Oh, yes. Um, look for the NBC crossover this Thursday, October 16th of NBC Chicago Med, Chicago PD, and Chicago Fire. Oh, look at that. See? It's just media <laughs> empire. And every week, it just gets higher and higher. I love it. I love it. Uh, folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. We'll see you back here next Sunday for an all-new episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 